Clearshore presents The Semiconductor Ecosystem Explained by Steve Blank, January 25, 2022 at steveblank.com. The last year has seen a ton written about the semiconductor industry, chip shortages, the CHIPS Act, our dependence on Taiwan and TSMC, China, etc. But despite all this talk about chips and semiconductors, few understand how the industry is structured. I found the best way to understand something complicated is to diagram it out step by step. So here's a verbal tutorial on how the industry works. We're seeing the digital transformation of everything. Semiconductors, chips that process digital information, are in almost everything. Computers, cars, home appliances, medical equipment, etc. Semiconductor companies will sell $600 billion worth of chips this year. At first glance, the industry seems pretty simple. Companies in the semiconductor ecosystem make chips and sell them to companies and government agencies. These companies and government agencies then design the chips into systems and devices, such as iPhones, PCs, airplanes, cloud computing, etc., and sell them to consumers, businesses, and governments. The revenue of products that contain chips is worth tens of trillions of dollars. Yet, given how large it is, the industry remains a mystery to most. If you do think of the semiconductor industry at all, you may picture workers in bunny suits in a fab clean room, the chip factory, holding a 12-inch wafer. Yet, it is a business that manipulates materials an atom at a time, and its factories cost tens of billions of dollars to build. By the way, that wafer has two trillion transistors on it. If you were able to look inside the semiconductor industry, instead of a single company making chips, you would find an industry with hundreds of companies, all dependent on each other. Taken as a whole, it's pretty overwhelming, so let's describe one part of the ecosystem at a time. Warning, this is a simplified view of a very complex industry. The semiconductor industry has seven different types of companies. Each of these distinct industry segments feeds its resources up the value chain to the next until finally a chip factory, a fab, has all the designs, equipment, and material necessary to manufacture a chip. Taken from the bottom up, these semiconductor industry segments are 1. The Chip Intellectual Property, or IP, cores. 2. The Electronic Design Automation, or EDA, tools. 3. Specialized Materials. 4. Wafer Fab Equipment, WFE. 5. Fabless Chip Companies. 6. Integrated Device Manufacturers, IDMs. And finally, number seven, chip foundries. Let's talk about these one at a time. So starting with chip intellectual properties, or IP, cores. The design of a chip may be owned by a single company, or some companies license their chip design as software building blocks called IP cores for wide use. There are over 150 companies that sell chip IP cores. For example, Apple licenses IP cores from ARM as a building block of their microprocessors in their iPhones and computers. Electronic Design Automation Tools, EDA, 
Engineers designed chips, adding their own designs on top of any IP cores they bought, using specialized EDA software. The industry is dominated by three U.S. vendors, Cadence, Mentor, which is now part of Siemens, and Synopsys. It takes a large engineering team using these EDA tools two to three years to design a complex logic chip, like a microprocessor used inside a phone, computer, or server. Today, as logic chips continue to become more complex, all electronic design automation companies are beginning to insert artificial intelligence aids to automate and speed up the process. Specialized Materials and Chemicals So far, our chip is still in software, but to turn it into something tangible, we're going to have to physically produce it in a chip factory called a fab. These factories that make chips need to buy specialized materials and chemicals. They need silicon wafers, and to make those, they need crystal-growing furnaces. Over 100 gases are used, bulk gases such as oxygen, nitrogen, carbon dioxide, hydrogen, argon, helium, and other exotic and toxic gases, fluorine, nitrogen, trifluoride, arsine, phosphine, boron trifluoride, diborane, silane, and the list goes on. They need fluids, photoresists, top coats, CMP slurries. They need photo masks. They need wafer handling equipment and dicing and RF generators. And that brings us to wafer fab equipment, the WFE, which makes the chips. These machines physically manufacture the chips. Five companies dominate the industry. Applied Materials, KLA, LAM, Tokyo Electron, and ASML. These are some of the most complicated and expensive machines on Earth. They take a slice of an ingot of silicon and manipulate its atoms on and below its surface. We'll explain how these machines are used a bit later. And then there are the fabless chip companies, systems companies, Apple, Qualcomm, NVIDIA, Amazon, Facebook, etc., that previously used off-the-shelf chips now design their own chips. They create chip designs using IP cores and their own designs and send the designs to foundries that have fabs that manufacture them. They may use the chips exclusively in their own devices, for example, Apple, Google, and Amazon, or they may sell the chips to everyone, for example, AMD, NVIDIA, Qualcomm, Broadcom. They do not own wafer fab equipment or use specialized materials or chemicals. They do use chip IP and electronic design software to design the chips. And then there are the integrated device manufacturers, the IDMs. These organizations design, manufacture in their own fabs, and sell their own chips. They do not make chips for other companies. This is changing rapidly. And there are three categories of IDMs. Memory, for example, Micron, SK Hynix. Logic, such as Intel. And Analog, TI, and Analog Devices. They have their own fabs, but may also use foundries. They use chip IP and electronic design software to design their chips, and they buy wafer fab equipment and use specialized materials and chemicals. The average cost of taping out a new leading-edge chip, 3 nanometers, is now $500 million. Then we have the chip foundries. 
foundries make chips for others in their fabs. They buy and integrate equipment from a variety of manufacturers, wafer fab equipment, and specialized materials and chemicals. They design unique processes using this equipment to make the chips. But they don't design the chips. TSMC in Taiwan is the leader in logic. Samsung is second. Other fabs specialize in making chips for analog, power, RF, displays, secure military, etc. It costs $20 billion to build a new generation 3 nanometer chip fabrication plant. Fabs are short for fabrication plants, the factory that makes chips. Integrated device manufacturers, IDMs, and foundries both have fabs. The only difference is whether they make chips for others to use or sell or make them for themselves to sell. Think of a fab as analogous to a book printing plant. One, just as an author writes a book using a word processor, an engineer designs a chip using electronic design automation tools. Two, an author contracts with a publisher who specializes in their genre and then sends the text to a printing plant. An engineer selects a fab appropriate for their type of chip, be it memory, logic, RF, or analog. 3. The printing plant buys paper and ink. A fab buys raw materials, silicon, chemicals, gases. 4. The printing plant buys printing machinery, presses, binders, trimmers. The fab buys wafer fab equipment, etchers, disposition, lithography, testers, packaging. 5. The printing process for a book uses offset lithography, filming, Stripping, blueprints, plate making, binding, and trimming. Chips are manufactured in a complicated process, manipulating atoms using etchers, deposition, lithography. Think of it as an atomic level offset printing. The wafers are then cut up and the chips are packaged. And six, the printing plant turns out millions of copies of the same book. The fab turns out millions of copies of the same chip. There are issues with fabs. As chips have become denser with trillions of transistors on a single wafer, the cost of building fabs has skyrocketed, now more than $10 billion for one chip factory. The reason is that the cost of the equipment needed to make the chips has skyrocketed. Just one advanced lithography machine from ASML, a Dutch company, costs $150 million dollars. There are approximately 500-plus machines in a fab, not all as expensive as ASML. The fab building is incredibly complex. The clean room, where the chips are made, is just the tip of the iceberg of a complex set of plumbing, feeding gases, power, liquids, all at the right time and temperature, into the wafer fab equipment. The multi-billion dollar cost of staying at the leading edge has meant most companies have dropped out. In 2001, there were 17 companies making the most advanced chips. Today, there are only two, Samsung in Korea and TSMC in Taiwan. Given that China believes Taiwan is a province of China, this could be problematic for the West. It's getting much harder to build chips that are denser, faster, and use less power. So, what's next? 
Instead of making a single processor do all the work, logic chip designers have put multiple specialized processors inside of a chip. Memory chips are now made denser by stacking them 100 plus layers high. As chips are getting more complex to design, which means larger design teams and longer time to market, electronic design automation companies are embedding artificial intelligence to automate parts of the design process. And wafer equipment manufacturers are designing new equipment to help fabs make chips with lower power, better performance, optimum area to cost, and faster time to market. The business model of integrated device manufacturers, IDMs, like Intel, is rapidly changing. In the past, there was a huge competitive advantage in being vertically integrated, that is, having your own design tools and fabs. Today, it's a disadvantage. Foundries have economies of scale and standardization. Rather than having to invent it all themselves, they can utilize the entire stack of innovation in the ecosystem and just focus on manufacturing. AMD has proven that it's possible to shift from an IDM to a fabless foundry model. Intel is trying. They're going to use TSMC as a foundry for their own chips as well as set up their own foundry. Controlling advanced chip manufacturing in the 21st century may well prove to be like controlling the oil supply in the 20th. The country that controls this manufacturing can throttle the military and economic power of others. Ensuring a steady supply of chips has become a national priority. China's largest import by dollars are semiconductors, larger than oil. Today, both the U.S. and China are rapidly trying to decouple their semiconductor ecosystems from each other. China is pouring over $100 billion of government incentives in building Chinese fabs, while simultaneously trying to create indigenous supplies of wafer fab equipment and electronic design automation software. Over the last few decades, the U.S. moved most of its fabs to Asia. Today, we are incentivizing bringing fabs and chip production back to the U.S. An industry that previously was only of interest to technologists is now one of the largest pieces of great power competition. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed the show. We would like to hear from you, so please send your thoughts to comments at clearshore.us or visit us at clearshore.us. If you would like this show delivered to you automatically, you can subscribe to the Clearshore Podcasts on iTunes. Wishing you all the best until next time.